0: Before we begin this podcast, I just want to say that these techniques that I am sharing with you are mine. Uh, I I discovered them through all the years and all the observations of what actually worked and what didn't, and I put my own lovely twist on them. So if you try to Google them or go look in any textbook, you're not going to find them. I just want to make that clear for a couple of reasons. One, I don't care if people use my techniques, but don't claim that you came up with them because it took a lot of work for me to do that. The other thing is uh, if you want to go and research if these things work or not, you're not going to be able to, sorry. So this time we're going to talk about boundaries. Ah, the elusive boundaries very abstract. And if you've been to any therapist anywhere, they say, you need stronger boundaries. And you go, great. How do I do that? Well, you just need to do it. Well, that's helpful. I appreciate that. And scene, there's your $150 and I got nothing out of it. So, It's the same kind of thing as mindfulness, it's a byword that everybody likes to throw around like anybody knows what they're talking about. But boundaries are so important, and they can be concrete. Now, why are they so important? Because if you don't have boundaries, you can't do anything. If you're over here letting anybody who comes into your comfort zone or sphere or experience do whatever they want to do, then you are being taken advantage of. You are not thinking for yourself. You are not dictating your own life. You're letting everybody else do it for you. So I am going to teach you my method of boundaries. There are a few things that you need to know before I start telling you what these really are. Uh, The first thing I do is I ask people, define a boundary for me. Now, I get kind of blank stares a lot, and it's like, well, duh, Mandy, it's a boundary. Oh, okay, thanks, good to go. Uh, I use the example of a fence um, around a yard because boundaries there are two things about them that people do not understand one they are fluid and two you decide who is on what level and that'll make sense better in a minute they don't decide for you so the thing about the fence is that you have a gate that you let people in and out of your area this is the same thing with boundaries so picture kind of a fence, all right? Now, I love musicals. I love musicals all over the place. Uh, They have fantastic stories, they have great energy, but what I love the most about musicals is the message. One of my very favorite writers is Stephen Sondheim, and one of my very favorite musicals is Into the Woods. Yes, the musical is better than the movie, sorry. Into the Woods has a line in there where it says nice is different than good. I love that line because I know so many people who with a really super big smile on their face will trash you, you know, passive aggressive. Uh, They're being nice, but they aren't being good. When somebody accuses me of being nice, I get really upset because I am not nice. I am not going to be nice to you. I am not going to tell you what you want me to tell you, but I will be good. I will do everything in my power to do what I believe is right. I will be good, but I'm not going to be nice about it. You don't get to walk all over me. You don't get to tell me that I have to indulge you. You get to deal with me. I use it kind of as a game. What rules are you playing by? Are you playing by the other person's rules or are you playing by your own rules? If I am playing by the other person's rules and they keep changing their rules, I am never going to win. If I am playing by my rules, I will at least be okay. So this is kind of how you have to look at things. You gotta stop being nice. You have to start being good. Now, there's another thing about boundaries that people don't understand. It, in any relationship, except one, and I will tell you what that is in just a minute, if there is not equal give and take, then it is not a relationship. Now, I get asked all the time, but Mandy, that's not what society says, especially in a marriage. You give 100% and they give 100%. Uh, Okay, but that's equal give and take, isn't it? If you are giving more than you are getting back, then there is no equality and there is no relationship except in parenting. Sorry, that one, the parent has to give the majority, and that's just how it works. We'll talk more in other sessions about why, but just for right now, understand that parenting is the exception. Now, why is it an equal give and take? Why does it have to be that way in order for it to be a real relationship? If you look at the master-servant scenario, the master is expecting more. The servant is having to give more. So you are not on the same playing field. You are disjointed. You are on different levels And when my daughter was 14, she had her first kiss and she came to me and she said, Mom, I kissed a boy. I said, okay, first, I'll tell your dad. Second, here's the thing I want from you. Do not chase him. Do not give him more than he is giving you. If you chase him, you will lose. You are playing by his rules, not yours, and there is no equal give and take. So if you are always calling and you are always going to his area doing his stuff, then this is not a relationship. My daughter agreed. Now, they weren't together for very long. I mean, they were 14, you know, it's probably an eternity to them, but... He broke up with her. Now, big, solid boyfriend type that you want. He broke up with her over text right after her mom was diagnosed with cancer. What a keeper. Really glad he's not there. Now, my daughter was sad, but she wasn't devastated because she hadn't given more than she needed to. So, It has to be an equal give and take. Now, when I say it has to be an equal give and take, I don't mean that you always have to be giving at the same time and taking at the same time equally. Uh, When I was pregnant, uh, my pregnancies were life-threatening and my husband had to take care of me all the time. I couldn't give anything. I was bedridden for nine months. However, when my husband got sick, I stepped in and I took care of him. So it still was an equal give and take. It was just we knew that it would eventually balance out. Now that is the benefits of marriage. You know that you have a lot more time to give the equal give and take, but it still has to be that way in order for it to be a relationship. Okay. So now on to what boundaries really are. They are levels. They are not uh, fences or concrete walls or anything like that. They are levels. They are the levels that we put people on in our lives. There are seven of these levels. Broken down, here is what they are labeled as. Strangers, recognize, recognize, acquaintance friends close friends bff you why did i say that with no explanation so that you kind of get it into your head what you're looking at now when i'm telling people about these levels i want them to visualize what i am saying so do that while i'm talking the first level we have is strangers strangers is up at the top It is the biggest level that we have. Strangers are those people that we will uh, see on the street or at the grocery store. If we're in school, we'll see them like in an assembly sitting on the other side of the auditorium. We might make eye contact. There might be a head nod, but that's it. The next day, you can't even remember that you saw them or what they were wearing or anything about them. Strangers. Strangers. Level two comes down the next level. These are people that you recognize. In the workforce, these can be people that work in another apartment department, sorry, that uh, like if you're in sales and they're in IT, um, you notice when they're not there. In school, Uh, we kind of pay attention to the kids who are walking down the hall when we're changing classes. And when somebody's missing, you recognize that they aren't there. So that's the next level, recognize. The next level is acquaintance. These are people, you know their first name. You'll say hi to them. Uh, You might sit next to them, share a cubicle or a desk in school, you know, class in school. And you know when they're not there, you know when they're missing, you know when they're kind of sad or whatever. You re- you recognize but you know their name and you know more about them, okay? The next level we have friends. Friends are people that you know their first and last name. You, your topics will move from, hey, how you doing? It's cold outside to, what'd you do this weekend? I went and hung out or I went to Lagoon or I went and to Disneyland. Oh, okay. That's cool. Uh, friends, you know their first and last name, and these are people that you will invite to your birthday party. These are those that you don't mind hanging out with, all right? The next level, close friends. This is where we start if your family is healthy to put family members. This is where you'll get siblings. This is where you'll get cousins, aunts, uncles, grandparents. is in the close friends situation. These are people that you would invite to your wedding or your funeral. These are people that you can call up when you need help. These are those people that you hang out with. You know about them. They know about you. It's not too personal. The next level is the BFF level. Now, this level has at most two to three people on it. When you're younger, it's usually your parents, as you get older, it can be a boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, it can be a really, really close school friend or coworker. Uh, when you get married, hopefully it's your spouse. If it's not, there's something wrong with your marriage. You need this person in your life. Now, I have two people on my BFF level, and they are on different levels on the BFF level. My husband and my best friend. My best friend knows that I share way more information with my husband than I do with her. And she's okay with that because she does the same with her husband. But second to my husband, I share the most information with her. Now if the BFF level is the level that you share all the information of, of who you are and what you do, then how can we have one more level Well, the one more level is you. You are reserved for those things that you don't want to tell anybody, that are just there for you. And that isn't withholding information, that is maintaining healthy levels or boundaries. Now, the joke is the last level is me because my clients claim that I know everything. So I'm just down there on the eighth level and there's nothing they can do about it. But that is the joke. So when I say visualize this, I have had people tell me that this reminds them of a dollhouse. I've had people tell me it's like a pizza slice or a solar system or a video game. I really don't care what you visualize as long as you visualize it because you need to understand that it moves uh, like an attic to a basement and more people fill the attic than fill the basement. So you're looking at the numbers going from bigger to smaller. Like I said, on the BFF level, if you've got more than three people on that level, that level is too full. Now, all of these levels need to be filled in order to be a healthy person but they need to be filled with the healthy. The problem that we get into where people don't have boundaries is that they've got too many unhealthy people on these levels. They also don't think the levels are fluid and they let people choose what level they're going to be on rather than putting them on the level that they belong. Let me give some examples here. Let's start with the fluid. It is pretty darn obvious that somebody you meet is not going to be your BFF right off the bat. When my husband and I started dating, I knew who he was. He had grown up in my neighborhood, but he was older than I was, so we never hung out together or in the same circles for that matter. So by the time we started dating, I knew more about his family than I knew about him. So you have to look at the fact that if I stuck with that, we wouldn't be married because there's no way I'm going to marry a stranger. So it's really easy to understand that the levels are fluid when you're getting to know people. It's really hard to understand that the levels can be fluid the other direction. The Explanation example I have on this one is that I had my parents on my BFF level when I was a teenager and uh, in my early 20s. And my parents proved that they were not good on the BFF level. They did not have my back. I could not tell them anything and they supported people who were hurting me. So that's not really the healthy BFF I was hoping for, right? Well, when I figured that out, I did not keep them on the BFF level. I moved them up as they acted, not as they wanted to be moved up because they thought we were, I don't know, close. We were not. So eventually, I had to move my parents completely out because their behaviors to me got so bad that it wasn't healthy to even have them in my life. Plus, they chose to leave on their own. So it, you know, accommodated that. Anyway, that is the example of you, can, you need to pay attention and move people up the levels as much as down the levels. I had a client who had a twin sister. Twins are an interesting thing. They're either really close or they're really not. There's hardly any middle ground when it comes to twins. And she and her sister were not close. But she was pushing so hard to have her sister on her BFF level because they were twins. And twins are supposed to have this super connection that nobody else has because they've had it since they were in the womb. All right. But if the person isn't choosing to be healthy on the level you're trying to put them on, then get them out of there. Now, the other thing about this um, fluidity is that when you have a person who is forcing themselves, that does not work. If they're not moving down naturally, then stop moving them down. (laughs) They don't belong any lower than naturally fits okay so there's the fluidity part of it now the thing I'm going to tell you of having people put themselves on levels as opposed to you choosing what level they go on you have I had an abusive boyfriend I had this boyfriend for six years we got engaged we thought we were in love I didn't know he was abusive. I know you're in the middle of it. You don't see it. And I let him pick where he was in my life. I didn't put him where he should have been. And because of that, he was allowed to do a lot more damage than if I had said, you aren't naturally down on these levels, so I'm done trying to keep you there. Fluid, natural, you place people where they are. All right, but Mandy, how do I do that? I get that this is now concrete and I can picture the levels. Well, it's in my description how you can do that. So my girls love to go backpacking and they were meeting up with my brother uh, to go together, and my brother called up and he said there is a family member coming that I know your girls aren't very close to and they have a hard time with. I just wanted you to let wanted to let you know that this family member was going to be there, so it didn't take them by surprise. I said I appreciate it, thank you, and then went and told my daughters this family member is going to be there and my one daughter looked at me in in a total panic and said what do i do and i said well i find it helpful to treat a stranger like a stranger if you walk up to somebody on the corner waiting for the light to change to cross the street do you hug them and start spilling your guts to them no and if they start doing that to you you scream assault push them off and run away we don't allow that you don't share information with people you don't know. Just because they're supposed to be a cousin or a distant second aunt removed by three generations doesn't mean you have to spill your life story to them. So if you have a stranger, did I say you talk? No, you don't. So I said, I asked my daughter, I said, what would you do if, There was somebody you'd never met before who showed up. She said, I would give him a head nod and that would be the extent of it. And I said, then that's how you deal with that family member. You give him a head nod and that's the extent of it. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to feel guilty about having boundaries. Like I said, you have to have them. Otherwise, everybody decides your life. You don't get to decide it yourself so boundaries are healthy they're important they're necessary stop feeling guilty that you have them i had somebody tell me once that i it sounded really mean how i was talking about a person and i looked at them and i said no it's not mean it's the truth if they don't want to be talked about that way then they shouldn't be acting that way i wasn't choosing how they were acting I was simply speaking the truth of what was happening to me, how their actions were affecting me, what I was seeing and what I was experiencing. If they don't want that reputation, then they need to change how they're doing it. So stop feeling guilty for putting people on the levels that they belong on. Because here's the thing, if your levels are full of unhealthy, how are you ever going to fit healthy on there? You cannot three people on your BFF level maximum. So if you have three unhealthy people on your BFF level, you don't have room to move anybody down naturally. My advice is to make a list of people and see how you interact with them really. Not how they say you interact with them, not how you feel guilty about interacting with them or not interacting with them, but how you actually feel comfortable interacting with them. And then look at the level you've got them on. If you are calling up somebody who never shares any information with you ever, and you are saying, oh my gosh, I had the worst day today, and I'm fighting with my husband, and it's just awful, and I don't know what to do, and they're over here telling you that their favorite color is blue, you are not BFFs. You need to make all the levels healthy in order to become the healthier person and have the strong boundaries that everybody needs.